Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Now we're here with a post-match reaction from Arsenal and Aston Villa. 3-1. The smile on my face can tell about the performance. The smile on Chris's face, you can tell about the performance and how good we were. Chris, how are you, mate? How was the performance in general? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Bailey. Good evening to you. Good evening to everyone watching. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, a lot of Arsenal fans out there tonight, uh, including us too. Really pleased with that performance uh, in what was quite the contrast, really, wasn't it, to Monday night and relief, release um, more than anything because, you know, as I said, there was a lot of pressure after Monday night and uh, there was a lot of disappointment. And um, as a lot of people were saying, you know, uh, without those three points tonight and anything less, there could have been a lot of toxic um, things going around. So, uh, yeah, you know, the performance was really good. I'm really pleased with it. Uh, I'm glad Smith Rowe got that third goal because I think if not, then last 10 minutes or so would have been a bit of a squeaky bum time. But um, yeah, uh, overall, you know, much better than Monday. I think the team played some nice football. Lacazette made such a big difference up front. Sammy Laconga, you know, it looks like that that mistake he made on Monday hasn't really sort of turned his head at all. He was he was brilliant tonight. Thomas Partey scoring his, his first ever Arsenal goal. Um, really pleased for him. And uh, Tavares at, le- at left back, you know, coming in a Premier League, big Premier League game, an important Premier League game, replacing Kieran Tierney, who we know is such a, an important figure in this team. Superb, absolutely superb. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale, again, pulling off some really important saves. Just happy, just really happy, Bailey. I'm, I'm sure you are too. I'm over the moon, Chris. And the people in the comments are also happy. As Sander says, superb stuff. Daniel, greeting from Israel. Great game. Makema says, good day. Chismandri, congratulations, my boys. It's been an excellent game for us. And I think it was really needed for Arteta because it's been a rollercoaster of a season. I think every game coming up is almost a make or break for Arteta. I think last game against Crystal Palace, we really wanted to see the boys pushing off the international break and they didn't. And then once again, the pressure got put on Arteta to perform against Aston Villa. And boy, did we. It was an excellent performance. From the from the get-go, we performed. We came out the blocks fastest and we finished the fastest as well. I think I was a bit worried in the opening 10 minutes. I don't really trust us because we've done really well in every game so far this season. The first 10 minutes, I was thinking, are we going to be able to keep this up? But we did clearly as we scored three goals across the game. But Chris, I just want to touch on, you mentioned it briefly, Thomas Partey scoring, scoring his first goal for Arsenal. I think he was, he was becoming subject to a bit of criticism from the Arsenal fans. So how important was it that he finally got his goal today? incredibly vital you know and as you said especially after to Monday night's mistake which he made in the lead up to one of the Palace goals it was similar to to, to Lekong you know losing the ball and, and uh, Palace you know counter-attacking catching the defence out and um, you know not just that mistake but as you also touched on you know his his lack of goals um, so far since joining a fan, it was getting the fans, you know, a bit itchy, and they wanted to see a bit more from him, and they wanted to see a, a positive response from him tonight uh, after Monday in particular. So yeah, you know, as I mentioned a few moments ago, I'm really pleased for him um, because he's not only an exceptional footballer, but he's a very likable character as well, and um, he has had a tough start to his Arsenal career, a lot of injury problems, a lot of setbacks, but um, a great guy and a great footballer. So. Really pleased that he he managed to grab his his first goal tonight. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? You know, you think that his first goal was going to be some long range stunner from thirty yards out, but actually, it's uh, from a set piece. 
uh, and it's a header. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, what a way to, to introduce yourself uh, as an Arsenal player officially and, you know, get that first goal. Um, yeah, really pleased for him, as I said, and hopefully now that gives him a bit more confidence going forward because I think he needed that. You know, like I said, he has had a tough start in North London, but, um, you know, he's now off the... He's now off the mark. He's now got his first goal for the club. He's put in a really good performance tonight, bouncing back strongly. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully he can find that consistency now, get a long run of games into the team, can keep fit. And uh, I think he'll have a brilliant season. Definitely. A P-roller or 50-yard screen or a goal is a goal at the end of the day. <laughs> and Thomas Partey, welcome to the goal club for Arsenal, mate. <laughs> it's great to have you. But there was two players who were excellent today. And I think it was reminiscent of the Tottenham game, our wing position, Smith-Rowe and Bakari Saka. Now, personally, I don't think it's a coincidence that the games we're really performing in and scoring goals in is when Bakari Saka and Smith-Rowe on the wings. I think they bring something excellent. The energy on the wings are crucial and they bring that the, what we really need. And I think... For Nicholas Pepe now, it's looking bleak for him. How does he get back into the squad, Chris? Because Saka and Smith-Rowe look like they're honing down those wings there. Yeah, they do. They're doing a, a, a very good job of it as well. You know, and I've said, I think I've said this before, especially when, uh, you know, after the Tottenham game, as you said, uh, when Smith-Rowe and Saka in particular were really, really good, um, you know, bombing down the, the, the left and right-hand side flanks, looking like a real threat every time moving forward, always looking to make things happen reminiscent tonight of that Tottenham game actually <clears throat> and I remember saying then that all Pepe could do is just perform well when he is given the chance and perform well in training impress the manager and give Mikel Arteta reason to think that actually he should be in that team in front of Smithrow or, or Saka but at the moment I just don't in, in my personal opinion I just don't know how he can get in that team when Saka and Pe uh, Smith-Rowe are playing like that as they as they did tonight. And Pepe, look, he's a great player, he's got huge talent, but he doesn't show that talent enough on a consistent basis. And he shows glimpses of it, but you just want him to show a bit more. You want him to do a bit more. And I want him to, to add more contributions, whether it's assisting or scoring goals. And he can get himself into some really good positions, but he just can't capitalise on them. And he's just got that inconsistency in his game at the moment that he just needs to break. And I think once he does break that, he, he can be unstoppable for Arsenal. But for as long as Smith-Rowe and, and Saka are playing like that tonight and they're putting in performances like they did against Tottenham, for example, they're undroppable. They really are. And you can see the difference when they, they both play, especially when they're on either wing as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, Smith-Rowe and Saka's contributions to Arsenal are just crucial. And Sandor agrees with us in the comments. And actually, he thinks Pepe might be sold, though at least he's not really suited to the Premier League. And I think Smith-Rowe and Saka could be exposing that due to how well they are playing. But Chris, Kieran Tierney now, of course, he wasn't playing today. And there has been a bit of doubt surrounding his performance recently. And Nuno Tavares, I think, was excellent today. You can see he's bombing up and down the wings. He didn't stop running. Even He's even a threat for going forward. He's just a little bit raw. I think he needs to calm down sometimes, but he will learn. He's a very young player. Is Kirantini's place at doubt after this game by any chance? Is Nuno Tavares challenging him or is it just simply a feeling? I think when you have backup in any position for any player, it should be seen as competition. And I think, you know, as we've seen with Ramsdale and Bernd Leno, for example, I don't think anyone or at least the majority of Arsenal fans expected to be Ramsdale, uh, expected Ramsdale to be, you know, such a regular starter so early on into the season. And it's paid off massively. And, you know, as I said, it's a really good example of 
you know, competition and having solid backup in, in different areas all over the pitch. And looking at Tar- and the initial signs of when Tavares had appeared in an Arsenal shirt in pre-season and also so far this season, whether it's sort of short cameos towards the end of Premier League games or in the, the cup competitions as well. He's looked very good. He's looked very promising. He's given encouraging signs. And tonight just proved that even further. I thought he was, thought he was absolutely fantastic. The pace that he offers, the energy um, is, is, is incredible. He's got a very dangerous cross on him as well, which is also something that we, we really um, find important with Kieran Tierney when he's in the team. We often talk about his dangerous crosses into the box and um, you know the, the, the chances he creates. And it's the same with Tavares tonight and on the few occasions we've seen him play. His, his balls into the, the box, his deliveries have been very dangerous. He gets himself into good, good positions. He can beat players with his pace. He, he also had a couple of chances, a couple of efforts on goal, um, but unfortunately he couldn't find the back of the net. But, you know, if you cast your minds back to pre-season, that, that, that Rangers clash in, in particular when he, he found the bottom corner, a superb finish. You know, he can score goals as well when he gets, when he gets into the box and, and beats players and, and gets into some strong positions. So, yeah, really pleased, you know, and full credit to Edu and the recruitment team. It looks like the Arsenal have got a real gem on their hands there. I think it was around £7 million they brought him in for. Absolute bargain. And you never know. He could even succeed Kieran Teen in the future like Ramsdale's doing with Bernd Leno. So, yeah, credit where credit's due for getting him in. He's looking really promising. And, oh, man, it was needed, wasn't it? That competition and that solid backup option for Kieran Tierney, so desperately needed. It was a mistake we made last year without getting a, a backup in for Tierney when he was injured. We relied on Cedric there. Um, Ainsley made the Niles. It just didn't work out. We needed an actual left wing, uh, left wing back or a natural left back. And now you're really starting to see uh, why we needed it. It's, it's paying off big time. So really pleased with Tavares. Long may it continue. Absolutely. I think it is crucial. Last season, we noticed when Chirantini wasn't playing, but with this game against Aston Villa today, it really showed that having a solid left back replacement really does make you more confident going into the games for the defence and going forward. But before we touch on to your man of the match, Chris, I think it's impossible to ignore the importance of Alexandre Lacazette and the 4-4-2 formation that Arteta played. To accommodate Lacazette and Aubameyang in the same team, is this the formation that Arteta needs to go for now, Chris? Quite possibly, you know, and it, it's worked well tonight. Um, you know, as we were saying, Smith, Rowe and Saka getting out on those wide positions, especially as they did against Tottenham, is, is paid off. It's looking good. The back line doesn't need to change, no doubt about that. The goalkeeper doesn't need to change. Um, ben White was a lot more solid tonight, I thought. I know he's had a few shaky moments, but he done well. Tommy Asu, great again. Gabriel, great again. And Tavares, who we just touched on then, was was fantastic at left back. Um, and let me just mention, uh, I know I briefly touched on him at the beginning, but Sammy Lukonga tonight, fantastic. Really, really good. And, you know, despite him being so young still and despite him making that error on Monday night that led to a Palace goal, that hasn't turned his head at all. You know, he bounced back so strongly tonight, done really well. Um, he was good at beating players in midfield, progressive passes, um, his, his dribbling, his ball control was, was much more better as well. And he was all over the place, you know, provides a lot of energy in central midfield. So, um so, yeah, you know, that, that was a big positive. And obviously you have him alongside Thomas Partey, who isn't, if, if for me, when he's fit and when he's at his best, he's undroppable. 
Mm. And I suppose that's provided me with a bit more reassurance after Granite Xhaka's injury and his lengthy absence. You know, and there's been a lot of question marks on, well, who's Thomas Partey going to be partnered with? Is he going to be that sole pivot in, as a defensive midfielder? And is he going to have two number eights in front of him? Or is he going to have that central midfielder um, alongside him like Thomas uh, Sammy Lukonga, sorry, was tonight. I think that worked quite well. And the two number eights, whether it's Martin Odegaard or, or Smith Rowe or Sammy Lukonga just in front of him hasn't worked so far. So, yeah, four two three one. I think maybe something like that at the moment or maybe um, including Lacazette and Aubameyang as a two-striker partnership up, up top. I know that's something you're probably in favour for, Bailey. So, um, yeah, you know, don't I wouldn't want to change too much from tonight because it's worked well. You know, and it, things like this worked well against Tottenham uh, a few weeks ago. So if we can just try and find that consistency now and, and set up similar to tonight, then, uh, yeah, stick with it. There's no point changing things when things are going well and you're winning games. There's, you know, just stick to the formula. Um, and when you have got players like Thomas Partey, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Saka, um, Smith-Rowe, and a solid back line to, to, to protect you as well, then... Yeah, stick with it, Arteta. Yeah, consistency is key and that must be followed. But I think for me, one of the defining moments of this game, which I really liked, which wasn't really obvious, was Lacazette's celebration to Thomas Partey's goal. As soon as that ball went in, you saw the passion and the, just the commitment on his face showing that he does not want to leave Arsenal. If we offer him a new contract, I'm sure he will sign it. It's clear he likes the club. It just depends on whether Arsenal are willing to go into the direction of Lacazette. But we shall see. Just before we end the show, Chris... I'm going to put the question to you. It's a tough one due to how many good performances there were today. But who was your man of the match? It is a tough one. You're right. But I think it's got to be Smith Rowe. Um, you know, he's someone who, when he burst onto the scene at Arsenal, we obviously knew he had a lot of talent. And he's gone through a lot of development, gone through a lot of learning and understanding of the game. But his, just looking back and considering his development for one second, it's phenomenal, you know. And he is someone who actually I did have my doubts on at one stage. And he obviously had that loan out to Leipzig in the Bundesliga, didn't play as much. I think he had a few injury problems. And you're just thinking, you know, is he really going to kick on from here? But he did. And he has. And he's been phenomenal. He's Now he's probably in a situation where you're, you're looking at it and you're thinking... You're going to be in the England squad soon, boy, really. And Gareth Southgate watching on from the stands tonight, you think he's only done justice. So, um, yeah, really pleased with him. Um, fantastic again tonight. Dangerous going forward. Hard worker. Um, and, uh, you know, the any, any pressure of taking the number 10 shirt, there isn't any. Not for him anyway. Um, he's been fantastic. Long may it continue. And uh, I think he deserves to keep him, his place in, in the side. No doubt about that. Yeah, of course. Mifro is excellent today. And I'm sure Mikhail Arteta will be speaking about him in his post-match, post-match press conference Sorry, after the game. You can see that and on the Arsenal Way channel. Make sure you look at that and give it a go. Also, we're, al- we're almost on 3,000 subscribers. So make sure you keep subscribing to the Arsenal Way. We are giving you content every day. How can you want to miss this? Make sure it's in your notification box and it's live so you can watch us. But more importantly, guys, thank you for joining us. Like, subscribe and keep following us down the Arsenal Way. Hello, Mikel. Um, I, I was just going to ask you, is, is that a night when everything 
seem to come together. Is, is that, you know, is particularly the first 45 minutes, is that a vision of, of exactly how you want to see the, see the team play with such energy and passion? Yes, very close to it. Um, what I like the most is the, the way the team reacted on Monday evening, how we finished the game and how they were in the dressing room, accepting that um, it wasn't good enough that we played uh, to a really good level in some parts, but to a level that is not acceptable in others. And um, we are the youngest team in the league, but that's not an excuse. We cannot change the age, so we cannot find this kind of excuse. We have to find why that's, those things happen in the game, find the right solutions, and then put them right and believe um, that they can play at that level because, because they can. There was some disquiet about the uh, Villa are unhappy with the penalty award. How did, how did, you, see, how did you see that? Because I think the penalty was actually awarded at at 46-56, so that would suggest that... Clear yeah, penalty to, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously didn't give us anything against Palace. I think it's a penalty. Um, the timing, yeah, you can discuss whether or not um, the time was right, but um, if you ask me to to have a judgment on the action, for me it's a penalty. And, and it must be really good going into, obviously, the weekend fixtures to come for, for everyone else, but you, you, you're back into the top half of the table, uh, which must be nice. Yes, it is nice. Uh, again, we had a tough start and, and, and we've been more consistent with results, with performances, still things that um, we must do better. But uh, today I am really satisfied with the performance and, and results. Thank you. Thank you. I'll come to Zia because I missed him last time. Hi, Mikael. Hi. Um, I know um, Simitro was man of the match, but um, what's your view on Alexander Lagazette's performance? Because... I thought he had an excellent first half. And when he plays, he's... I think, I think it could have gone for anybody. I think individually, um, they were all terrific. Um, if you ask me about Thomas, about Sambi, about Nuno as well, the two central defenders, anybody. I think the way they played, it was high, high level. Um, I mean, it was terrific. He's scoring goals. It's something that we are demanding him to do because he's capable of doing. Um, I think it's more about the team today. Thank you. Charles? Hi, Mikael. Um, just picking up on that point there with Emil, I think in his last five games now, he scored three goals for Arsenal. He scored for England under-21s during that time as well and got a couple of assists. Um, this is kind of the end product that you really want to be seeing from him now, isn't it? Because he's clearly got the quality to do that. That should be a habit and he should uh, demand that in his game because he's capable of doing it. And, um, and I'm pleased that that is developing and he is still to develop more and other areas as well. But... Um, I think tonight as well. Um, the other night, he wasn't 100% fit and, uh, and he made a step forward and he wanted to play with the difficult injury that he had. And he's not complaining, he's just looking forward. He's really determined, he's changed the way he's living as well a little bit and, and some habits that he had and, um, and he's been superb. It's kind of the added narrative that it was against Aston Villa who obviously tried so hard to sign him in the summer. Was this a perfect example of why bids of around 25, 30 million were never going to be enough to tempt Arsenal into doing business? For example, why we want to keep him, why we are giving the opportunity to, to do what he can do for our club and, um, and that we are happy with him. Can I just quickly ask about uh, Alex Sander, like I said, and Bamiang? They both limped off in that second half. Is there any early indication of what, what the issue is or how long they could be? Like I was fatigued. He hasn't played uh, that many minutes. Um, he worked so hard and at uh, some stage he just uh, said I had enough and uh, he was cramping. Thanks, Michael. James? Um, hi, Michael. Just a, a question. I know when the fans weren't here, you, you did really emphasise how valuable they would be for your project. Could you feel 
the players feeding the fans and the fans feeding the energy of the, the players and, and so on throughout this game, it felt like you've got a really special connection, Bray. Absolutely. Um, I think the chemistry is there. I think the connection is getting stronger and stronger. And uh, and I think that they both enjoy uh, doing what they have to do. They are part of our team. They are a big part of our team. When there are moments that the stadium lifts, our level lifts, our energy lifts, our belief, our confidence. Um, I think they were terrific again tonight. Now, obviously, you, you, you've noted that you played to this level in the first 10 minutes uh, against Crystal Palace last time out. Why do you think you were able to keep it up for so long today? Because we analysed it, because we discussed it, and because we find the right reasons why it's happening. That uh, don't think that uh, is a coincidence, or we want to just rely on some immaturity. It's not good enough. Whatever we have to do, we have to do it now. In football, is now, not in six months, only three years, and we cannot waste the opportunity because we can do it. And um, and then when the opponent is better, just congratulate him. But uh, the things that are in our control, we have to do them better. Thank you. Um, sorry, you just asked a minute ago about uh, Lacazette. Any, anything on Aubameyang on his injury? He looked to hobble off at the end. No, no, again, he was cramping. He was cramping again. Thank you. Thanks. Jen? Hi, Mikel. The 4-4-2 formation there tonight, there was an awful lot of fluidity in Arsenal's movement there in the first half. And obviously with the two spearheaded strikers with Lacazette and Aubameyang. Do you think you found your perfect 11 and perfect formation there? Final formation against what uh, what we thought that they were going to do, that uh, we believed that it could work. And then it's down to the players to execute it, and they did it really well. And Mikael, lastly for me, that dominance of the first half, Aston Villa, no shots at all, no shots in target. When you limit a team to a Premier League to not a shot in the first half, that's very rare, and that must be showed delight for you as a manager when, when a statistician can bring a stat like that to you. It is um, really pleasing because that meant that, uh, that we were able to control the game the way we wanted and take it where we wanted. Um, but they are a top side and I was really impressed when I was analysing them again, what they are doing and uh, they are a really difficult side to play against. That's on Mark. Um, you said to Charles just then that um, Emil had to change some of the way that he lived his life. Could you just explain a little bit more about what you meant by that? Well, when you want to take the, the game to the next level, when you become a real important player in a, such a big club, um, that should be the only priority and every detail is important and relevant. And uh, you have to make it aware of that, that uh, you cannot give percentages away that um, can make big differences. And, um, and he's changed that. And credit to him and obviously the staff here that are all the time monitoring and trying to built um, that education with him and um, and it will get only better. I assume when Thomas Partey scored that goal, you must have thought this was going to be the night to get a win. Yes, because he's been chasing it for a, for a long time and uh, he could have scored another two, to be fair, but uh, I'm happy for him. I think he enjoyed that moment uh, in front of our supporters and um, I'm happy for him. Just finally, Kieran Tierney missed today with a bruised ankle, I believe. Is that a serious thing or do you think he'll be back for Leeds or Leicester? We don't know how long uh, he's going to be out. Uh, he could not carry on the other day and uh, he wasn't available to play. Oh,